Welcome to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs, a webinar series that packs a ton of important agency information on one topic from one expert into a 25-minute brief. Why 25 minutes? Because who has the attention span for much more these days? And you can squeeze in a listen between meetings with time for a bathroom break or coffee refill before your next meeting. Thanks for tuning in. This is Bite Size Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I coach agency owners to build the agency of their dreams. I'm here with Jazz Ray, a former account manager at large agencies who now runs Jazz Ray Digital, which is an agency for agencies. That's how you describe it, right? Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm excited to today. be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. So first of all, when, and I don't remember exactly how we got introduced, maybe it was Bureau of Digital, I don't remember. Yes, I think LinkedIn, maybe. Okay, I'll take it. Anyway, to say? <laughs> We're I, here now. I just, I was like smitten by your name the first time I was like, Thank is it really you. just jazz? Like jazz, <laughs> yeah. So I dig that. Um, Thank you. I want to hear, I want to get into what you're all about as the agency of agencies. What's your backstory, big agency experience? Yeah. Like, how'd you get where you are now? Definitely, yeah. So spent my whole career working in the agency space. Um, I like to tell a story about my first internship that weirdly led me to where I am today, where I worked for this big agency in downtown Cleveland. And I came in on my first day. I was like 18, 19 years old. And they said to me, like, you're going to do like write all of our blog posts, do all of our social everything. And I was like, that feels like not a great job to give your intern. Like this feels very <laughs> important for somebody who is like a freshman in college. But I was like, great, awesome. I'm up for the challenge. I'll do it. So fast forward, worked for more agencies, started my own agency and quickly realized the old saying, the shoemaker's kids never have shoes holds true. And agency mm -hmm. owners spend so much time focused on their clients' businesses that they rarely have the time, energy, or focus to work on their own business. So that is really where my business grew from. I joked about it for years. I worked for tons of CEOs who said, we have to treat our agency like a client. Um, <laughs> and it never happened. And I was like, the mm -hmm. only people who are going to treat us like a client are people who have us as a client. Um mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's where I am now. Yeah. That's a tale as old as tales ever get is we'll treat ourselves like a client. And then the first one that gets bumped when we're too busy is that new client, the shiny new client of ourselves. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you take on, so you launched Jazz Ray Digital. Oddly yes. enough, it's got the same name as you, which makes yeah. a lot of sense. So, Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so you do marketing, branding, biz dev essentially for what kind of agencies exactly yeah so we work with boutique agencies um so usually okay. they're on the smaller side i love to mm -hmm. work with founders um mm -hmm. so that's why i stick to those smaller agencies i find that they are the real visionaries they understand the target market better than anybody else and so they're who i like to talk to and we do one of three things, sometimes a variety of three things for them. Some of my clients come to me just looking for general awareness. A lot of times they'll come to me and say, 
I'm telling my clients that they need to be doing marketing and mm-hmm. I'm doing a really bad job marketing myself. I tell my clients mm-hmm. they should be on social. They should be sending emails. They should be doing all the things and I don't do it. And it makes me look bad. So they'll just hire me to do some general awareness campaigns for them. Um, then I also have clients that will come looking for more like true lead generation. So they're looking to grow their agency. They're looking to move into a new market and they need to start generating some leads. And then last but not least, and like I said, sometimes in conjunction with the other two, I have clients that are looking for more sales support. So we Mm -hmm. are a HubSpot provider um, and we do a lot of the CRM setup. How do you track your sales pipeline? If you're thinking about hiring a salesperson, how do you get those processes in place before you hire that salesperson? So we do some of that work as well. Interesting. All right. So those are the challenges that typically they're coming to you with. Uh, so busy. All the growth we've had so far is maybe opportunistic. It's referral word of mouth. Exactly. But we want to do more targeted growth. And you'll set up the foundation of, well, you need a CRM or mm-hmm. you've got one you're not using. It will train your team how to use it. And then you're doing that upfront of persona development. Same thing they would do for their clients. Persona development, mm-hmm. where do they live? What are they saying? What's attractive to them? Um, and building a, in a kind of a go-to-market plan from there for them, right? Yep, exactly. So why, and just kind of curious from your strategic standpoint, why HubSpot and not, let's say, um, Salesforce, Pipedrive, um, SharpSpring, any of these other guys? Sure, absolutely. So I'm always the first to say that I have been a huge HubSpot proponent since the beginning. So I'm not the mm-hmm. best at playing the comparison game because I okay. really have worked with HubSpot for most of my career. A lot of my clients are on HubSpot. That being said, I really love how scalable it is. Mm-hmm. Many of my clients are on the free HubSpot CRM. So they really mm-hmm. don't need any of the paid tools. And even just the free side is so robust and really gets you where you need to be. Um, so I just feel like it has a super low barrier to entry but at the same time, it's scalable. So it's not the type of thing where you're going to outgrow it. And a year down the road, you're going to say, oh, like now we need to onboard to a whole new tool. Um, it also puts everything in one place. So it's not mm-hmm. just a CRM. It's a marketing automation tool. It has operations tools. It has customer support tools. So you can host your website there. So that's another really nice piece is to have everything in one central location. So you have that closed loop reporting on where leads are coming from, how they're converting, all of the above. So is it safe to say that you, so if, if a boutique agency, and mm-hmm. let's, let's define a boutique agency, it's an owner and maybe a couple of contractors or maybe an owner and a designer or, you know, an initial employee, but they're, let's say, sub half a million dollars in revenue. Fair yeah. to say? Yeah, they're absolutely. probably on a spreadsheet as their CRM mm-hmm. or they're using a whiteboard, which most of us have started with also. Um, they could go and sign up and jump into HubSpot. No advertisement here, but like tactically, they could go sign up, be up and running in a day by putting in their initial contacts, their initial leads, their initial deals. And essentially, they've got a CRM out of the box right there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Super user friendly to your point. Yeah, you can get yourself up and running in a couple hours. And then from there, 
it's very much like a set it and forget it model. So HubSpot integrates with your personal email. So any like communication that you're doing with prospects, if you're sending proposals, things of that nature, everything is automatically getting logged in there. Um, so that's, what's really nice. It's not like an added thing that you have to constantly be like reminding yourself to go into and check on. So historically I was very anti HubSpot for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. I didn't like their, um, sales culture. Um, mm-hmm. I had read a lot of really negative stories about their churn and burn, uh, culture, sales teams, um, that, that whole bro sales culture, if you want to call it that. And so I was. Uh, I used Zoho CRM for a lot of years. I used mm-hmm. PipeDrive for a lot of years. Uh, I feel like there was a third one that I used for a bunch of years. And for some reason, when I launched this business, I kicked the tires with HubSpot Free CRM. Mm-hmm. And I still use it. And I really love it. And so uh, I, I also still love PipeDrive. Um, I have you know some clients that use random things. Like they'll use ActiveCampaign as a CRM or things like that. Mm-hmm. It's rare that I've run up against something that's like, yeah, you've got to hit the paywall. You know what I mean? Like the the upgrade in order to use that feature. Like, yeah, if you want to use marketing automation or certain reports, but, and and, and I'm not a boutique agency and I'm not half a million dollars, but mm-hmm. I get by on the free version really well with uh, organizing leads, categorizing people where they need to be in different buckets as far as qualified, unqualified, MQL, SQL, things like that. Yeah. And deals and just tracking the stages of a deal. Mm-hmm. So I know I need to check back in with Susan because she said at the end of Q1, she might be interested in jumping on board with me. Yep, exactly. Are there other things in that free version that you think are like super valuable that uh, owners should be jumping into and leveraging? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think that the deal pipeline is the most valuable piece of the puzzle to have that visibility to say, Mm -hmm. to know exactly what's in your pipeline, and even to take it a step further. um, I actually, if you're envisioning my pipeline, I have my closed lost broken into sections around Mm. what happened with them. So I have like closed, lost, like ghosted. Like I sent them the proposal and they just like (laughs) never replied, right? Like we've all Mm -hmm. been there. Then I have closed, lost, like budget reasons, like closed, lost, like right, right thing, wrong time. So that gives me even more visibility to say like, okay, I've lost X number of dollars in revenue this year. Like that sucks, whatever. But really let's get granular and understand like what, truly happened like if it's a budget Mm -hmm. issue maybe i need to be like finding higher paying clients if it's a ghosting Mm -hmm. issue maybe i need to transform my sales process to be having more conversations with them or following up more whatever it might be um so i think like the customization piece and being able to use it in a way that really meets your business needs is huge um as far as other features One that I think it's overlooked quite a bit is HubSpot has its own meetings link. So Mm -hmm. similar to like a Calendly, but again, it's all integrated and it's all in one place. So it's super nice because if you meet somebody at a networking event and you say like, hey, book a call with me, now they're in your CRM. And so everything's connected and you can start marketing to them. You can follow up with them. Everything's in one place. Um, so that's another feature that I just don't see people using as often as you would think. And 
again, it's like, you don't need another tool. Everything can just be right there. I probably would use that if I didn't already, if I wasn't so heavily embedded in Calendly. Mm -hmm. And, and so, because I, I guess I started with Calendly around the same time, it all feeds in anyway, somehow. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was something I set up or natively happens. I don't know. But one thing you mentioned as far as the, the lost part of a pipe drive. So in, in, in a pipe drive, a pipeline in HubSpot, for those listening, when you drag a deal and you say, I lost it. Or when you drag a deal and you say, you won it. Yay. When you drag a deal and you say, you lost it, it asks you why. And for me, the fact that you type it in doesn't give you the ability to choose from reasons and then get reporting from that. So what you're saying is break it down into lost it because they ghosted me, lost it because the pricing was wrong, or lost it because the timing was wrong. That last one is good because you can always come back next mm-hmm. quarter or whatever and say, you know, hey, have things changed for you financially that you want to jump in? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're set. So if they come to you, they've got the spreadsheet or the whiteboard or the notepad, you're setting them up on a CRM. HubSpot is your CRM of choice. You're training them on their how to use it, but also are you breaking into like the daily habits that they need to own in order to be successful yeah. in biz dev? Definitely. Yeah. And I would say even taking it a step further, I know a lot of agency owners hate sales. And one of their Mm -hmm. goals is to hire a salesperson, hire a sales consultant. And I always preach like you cannot do that until you have figured it out on your own. Because if Mm -hmm. you can't sell or if you don't have your processes in place, there is no way that you can expect somebody else to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a big piece of the puzzle, too making sure everything is not just like living in your brain. So it needs to be in a system. In this case scenario, that system is HubSpot. But then when you do onboard somebody to tackle sales for you, or even marketing for that, um, for that capacity, they have full visibility into what's happening. What have you done in the past? What kind of messaging have you used in your outreach? What's working? What's not working? who's currently in the pipeline that needs to be followed up with. All of that is visible to whoever you want it to be visible to. So are you helping them set up those systems and operations as outside of HubSpot as far as procedures in a Google Doc or Notion or something like that that says, here's what we do with a lead, here's how often we're reaching out, things we're saying so that they yeah. can pass that torch? Yes, exactly. All the time. And yeah, that goes back to like what I was just sharing about that little piece of adjusting your clothes lost. The mm-hmm. more data that I can gather from my clients, the better I can, the better conversations that we can have around those processes. Because if you don't have an issue where people are ghosting you, then I don't want to spend a lot of time telling you about how you should be following up and you should be having meetings. Let's focus on a different pain point. Um, Mm -hmm. So it gives me a lot of data too to then provide more value to my clients. Gotcha. So what, so you're doing biz dev and marketing. Is it more marketing or more biz dev or like, what's the mix that you're doing really? I would say it's more marketing. So I'm not doing any actual biz dev myself. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not doing any outreach, but I am a big proponent of sales and marketing alignment. So everything Mm -hmm. that I do from a marketing standpoint is never just to get you likes or views. It always is coming back to that bigger revenue goal. Um, So I'm just naturally a financially driven sales minded person. 
So um, yeah, I think you can't have marketing without sales. You can't have sales Mm -hmm. without marketing, but yeah. So if you looked at my services, you would say she's primarily a marketer. Okay. So what are some of the things that you're seeing in the marketing for agencies, like new trends, things that they're doing that you didn't see them doing maybe a year or two ago that are like, that are actually working? Yeah. Well, a huge one is all the AI that's happening right now. Chat GPT. I know we're all Mm -hmm. probably sick of hearing about it, but it's, it's very real and it's happening. Mm -hmm. And one thing that a lot of my clients are using it for that I love. So I don't, I'm not worried about AI. I don't think AI is going to steal my job. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's going to steal my copywriter's job. But one thing I love that it's doing is it's expediting the process because it's giving us an amazing starting point, Um, specifically like all the chat GPT stuff. And with that, like a lot of my business comes to me saying, I tried to do my own marketing for years, right? Mm -hmm. Like I sat down, I tried to write a blog post and like I was panicking and I didn't know where to start. And it's my own business. I'm too close for comfort. I was letting perfect get in the way of good. I was staring at this blank word document, just sweating. And so I think chat GPT and other AI tools, whether it's for design, copywriting, et cetera, um, are really going to help move the needle for busy agency owners who need a starting point and who can use that as kind of a jumping off point to start their marketing efforts. So are you incorporating that into any of the training that you're doing to be able to say, here's how you, know, you can show an agency how to use it for their clients? Or are you kind of just keeping it close to the chest for you to use on your clients? Yeah, so we don't have any processes around it just yet. It's so Mm -hmm. new. One use case that I really like using it for is to come up with topics. Like, so if we're doing blog topics or email content, thought leadership is a huge part of our strategy because we work with these boutique agency owners. Positioning that founder or CEO as the person for the Mm -hmm. agency is really important. Um. And so a lot of that is like, hey, I think we should write something about X. Well, what should we write? Let's pop it into an AI tool and get a bunch of ideas. And then Mm -hmm. we can use that as our like brainstorming jumping off point so that we're not coming to this meeting with nothing, but we're coming to it with a list of ideas that we can then dissect. Yeah. And, and, and for the agency owners that are listening, that are like, well, that doesn't seem right. Well, surprise, we were doing that before in search console where we were saying, what are people searching for? Well, those are the questions that they're asking. Those are the topics you use for your blog post, right? Same thing. We're just asking a robot to give us those topics now. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, a lot of people I've been listening to are like, use it for your topics, use it for your keyword and metadata. Don't use it for your long form con- form content. Let that be human based because there's a human connection that needs to be made in good marketing yeah. and robots are just not getting there. Hopefully yeah, they don't, exactly. but um, that's a whole sentient discussion we'll have another time when we're allowed to, when the robots tell us we're allowed to. Uh, <laughs> but cool, I'm glad you're leveraging it in the ways that you are. Um, I think that your so the difference is your clients, I think, understand what you do. They just know they don't have the ability to do it because time constraints. So they put value on the results you get for them. They're willing to, hopefully they're willing to pay you what you're asking for as opposed to the way their clients would treat them and trying to 
negotiate a nickel and dime as opposed mm-hmm. to understanding, cool, that's what it costs, that's what it costs, so let's get the results. Um, how are you supporting them from a sales standpoint post-marketing? So thought leadership name is getting out there. They're being seen as mm-hmm. this is the boutique agency in the market, in the, in the manufacturing industry, let's say. I need to go work with agency XYZ. Are you training them on sales tactics and talking and closing and sandlering and things like that? Or where do you leave it with that? So uh, I'm a big proponent of super simple sales. So mm-hmm. most of my clients, the leads that they're getting, especially from our marketing, are pretty warm. So like okay. I said, I believe very heavily in thought leadership. A lot of my clients are putting themselves out there on platforms like LinkedIn um, or they're speaking on podcasts, events, things like that so that they can meet people and start having those conversations. Mm -hmm. They're having a lot of like virtual coffee chats, networking chats, things of that nature to start to build those relationships. So when the sales piece comes into play, it's rarely a cold conversation. So there's admittedly not a ton of training that needs to happen when you have a pipeline full of really warm leads because those people understand what you do. They're familiar usually with your prices already because maybe you've had a conversation or you're transparent about them in some of your marketing. And so it's more of just big picture. Let's talk about how this would specifically work for my business and what the plan is to move forward. And is there is there ever a desire from the agency to say, let's get into this work, but let's do it in a way that you're teaching us to transition it back in house after six, nine months kind of thing? You set up you set up the platform, yeah. systems, cadence, whatever, and then train our whatever to do it in house? Or is that a is sure. that a formula for failure? <laughs> so um yes and no. So I start every one of my um client engagements with what I call a strategic growth plan. Mm-hmm. So what that is is we build out the buyer personas, we talk about we do some market research to figure out what types of content is gonna resonate with them. Then we talk about we do a competitor assessment to understand the marketplace. Who else is competing for your buyer persona's attention? We do some revenue goal planning to say, okay, based on your revenue goals for the year, how many leads do we need to bring in? How much do we need to invest in marketing? And oftentimes that strategic growth plan in and of itself is a standalone deliverable. So I do have some clients who will hire me just to give them the strategy, just to do that research and kind of be that partner for them. And then they'll run with it in-house and we'll meet monthly, quarterly, just to check in and have that kind of partner to bounce ideas off of and do some consulting with. Because to your point, a lot of my clients are marketers, so they know what they're doing. They A, don't have the time, but B, they don't have the the team to bounce ideas around. So that's a big selling point as well is being able to have a partner who is working with tons of other agency owners and is and understands what's working for them, what's not working for them, who can advise you on where should you be spending your time, where should you be spending your dollars. Um, so I would say kind of people take it and run <laughs> with it in-house, but yep. usually there's still a piece where 
um, I'm there advising, guiding, leading strategy, things of that nature. Gotcha. And that makes a ton of sense because in, in many cases, I would imagine, even if they are overzealous and say, hey, we've got the time, you've trained us, you've given us the, the tools, at some point, that's going to fizzle out and they're going to need to bring you back in to save them and resurrect that system again. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Listen, I want to spend the last like 90 seconds totally kind of mm -hmm. unrelated to uh, how agencies should be doing marketing and ask a couple rapid fire questions. So, Beautiful. jumping into it. What's your latest new hobby book podcast that you're into right now? Ooh, this is a good question. Um, I would say my podcast that I'm really into, I have been listening to this podcast called Morning Microdose, which is it's mm. very hippy dippy. So mm -hmm. you have to be into that. But the nice part about it is the episodes are like 10 minutes long. So it's actually a snippet of a larger podcast and they kind of take all the good stuff out of it and then give you the 10 minute version to listen to first thing in the morning. And I just love that format because I, like everyone else in the world, am insanely busy and sometimes committing to an hour plus long podcast is just not a reality. Um, so I love that they do the work for me and are just chopping it up and giving me what I need. <laughs> Very cool. I have to check that out. Mm -hmm. What's um, a hot new tool that makes your life simple or business or otherwise? Well, I feel like we've already talked about a uh, chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, I know it's making everybody's life easier. Um, yeah, I would say that's my big one. This yep. is not a tool, but I also recently hired a dog walker that has just been a game changer for me. I would say agency owners or anybody else who, you know, is running a business. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid to delegate the small stuff too. I think like we often forget that, like hiring a cleaning person, hiring a dog walker, that all is going to help make your business better in the end because you're not stressed. You're not taking the time out of your day to do that stuff. So that's a reminder to myself and everybody else that those, those things are tools as well. <laughs> well, I think you just dovetailed that into what my last question was going to be, which is what's a, what's one of the best pieces of advice that you can give uh, currently and certainly delegate is huge letting go of some of those small things that occupy other parts of your time um, so we'll take that and, and with that um, Jazz thank you so so much for joining us thank I appreciate you. your time and you sharing your experience and your knowledge with uh, our listeners so yes, thank you very much thank you it was a lot of fun thank you thanks again for tuning in to Bite Sized Agency Briefs as always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too, so please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today.